Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me today and every week, well, lately, not so much. Not so, but hopefully that will be remedied oh, in a new year. I miss her, but yes, she's, we do. she's so busy. She's got lots all of these stuff grandkids, going on like yeah. overnight. Yeah. Um, anyway, Randy Lee's here, and we're happy about that. And Randy um, said that he told me before the show started... That he got out the wrong Advent wreath. Well, actually, you are the catalyst for all this because last week when we opened the show, you mentioned that you had figured out how to store your Advent wreath so you always know where it is. Instead at, of being with the Christmas ornaments. Exactly. And and how to get at it, right? You had you had got this perfectly planned and perfectly organized and perfectly orchestrated, right? And that got me thinking, and, and after much thinking, after much thought. What I realized is that my whole life as a Catholic, I've been lighting the wrong <laughs> Advent wreath, right? You, you talk about a complete inability to accent, to access an Advent wreath, right? I haven't even been looking for the right wreath, right? Not only not finding it, but I haven't been looking for the right one. The one I've been putting on my table, right? That one is a great decoration. It's a great reminder of what should be happening during Advent. But the real wreath, the real candles that need to be lit each Advent are the ones inside of me. Ooh. Right? Yeah. If we light a candle inside the church at Easter, doesn't it make sense we would light a candle inside the body of Christ at Christmas? Yeah. Right? And that's what we are, right? Body of Christ. So Advent begins, and what do we do, right? We begin to prepare to rekindle the light of Christ in us, right? How is my hope candle doing, right? It's been a long year. Does it need a new flame? Does it need more fuel? Does my hope candle need to breathe, right? Is my hope candle gasping for air, Mm. right? What about my faith candle, right? Do I trust in God's presence, his goodness, right? His plan for me. Do I trust that he has a plan for me? Do I keep myself constantly listening for him and and prepared to encounter him, right? Do I even have a joy candle inside of me, (laughs) right? Father Clark at St. Matt's, right? Um, This weekend, he was talking about the difference between happiness and joy, (laughs) right? And and happy, as at least as I understand it, happy is feelings dependent on circumstances, right? Uh-huh. I, I'm feeling blue. Let me go get an ice cream cone, mm-hmm. and that will make me happy. Happy, at least till a few it's, minutes. Exactly <laughs> until it's gone. Until it's gone, right? I'm only happy as long as my circumstances sustain the feeling, right? Joy, on the other hand, is something inside of me that transcends feelings. That's right. And and circumstances, it transcends and transforms my circumstances. St. Teresa, a little flower, right? She used to insist, I know God is present in this pain, these circumstances. And I know he has promised to make this all for my good. So I may not like the pain, but I can still rejoice in the midst of it, rejoice in his presence, right? I had a friend named Dave, right? Ultimately, guy died of cancer. But 
But this incredibly unique individual, he could be joyful in any task, right? No matter how dreary or mundane the task happened to be, right? Moving a refrigerator down a flight of stairs, <laughs> right? Right. And and he could be joyful because he would sense the presence of God in that task, right? We all have a joy candle. Mine isn't always lit. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> yeah. right? Certainly it's not always lit like Dave's joy candle mm-hmm. was already lit, right? So ultimately, what about the love candle, right? Mm-hmm. Dionne Warwick, right, and Aretha Franklin, if you want to go back, Years and years, years, right? Dionne Warwick, Aretha Aretha Franklin, each had a huge hit in the 60s with a Burt Backrack, Hal David song, Say a Little Prayer for You. Yeah. Right? Right. And and in this song, right, right, you've got this person who is in love with someone. And as a result of, of this love they have for this person, they are constantly stopping throughout the day to pray that their relationship will flourish and blossom, Mm. right? If my love candle is burning, I feel like I should have the same response to God Mm -hmm. and to my neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. How often in the course of the day do I stop and say, I got to say a little prayer for you, Yeah, right? Um, Father Brommer was talking the other day um, about cathedrals, children's Christmas pageant, right? And he's he's playing the piano for the pageant. The kids are singing this little light of mine. Mm-hmm. And Father Brommer said, those kids sang with such gusto. What a great word. Yeah. They sang that with, is a great word. It is a great word. They sang with such gusto that I couldn't keep up with them on the piano. Right? That's the sign of a fruitful advent. Mm-hmm. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Won't let anyone snuff it out. I'm going to let it shine, right? God has inflamed the Advent wreath inside of me. My hope candle, my faith candle, my joy candle, my love candle, they are all burning. The light of Christ is in me, and I'm going to let it shine, right? That's, that's the point of Advent. That's, that's where Advent is supposed to bring us so that we have a Christmas. So we encounter Emmanuel. So it's a reminder. These candles that should be burning in us are not just for the four weeks of Advent. No. Right? No. I mean, that's the, I mean, a Christmas carol, right? Scrooge and Dickens and all that. The culmination of this is I will keep Christmas in my heart, right? And try and live it all the year, right? We have 11 months, right? that this this fire is just beat up on and suppressed and has to struggle through. And and we get to Advent and and we go, whoa, wait a minute. Eleven months the rest of the year have taken its toll. Right? I gotta rekindle the flame. Yeah. Right? I gotta I gotta bring the fire in me back to a flame, right? So that so that I can celebrate what another good word celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. right and then that fire of Christmas can sustain me for the rest of the of the church year right God has called me to be the light of the world 
and I'm going to keep his candles burning. Right? Interesting. God could have chosen to dwell in paradise and just watch me from there, right? He could have chosen to watch me from a mountain, right? All these in the history of of the church and God's relationship with his people. He could have chosen to watch me from a mountain. He could have chosen to watch me from a temple, but he didn't. He chose me, or he chose to come to me Mm -hmm. as Emmanuel, God with us, and he chose to dwell inside of me because he insisted on being as close as he could get within me. Mm-hmm. He chose to be interwoven with me, right? Don't ask me why he chose to do that, right? But love makes you do crazy, stupid things, and, and God is not immune to that, <laughs> right? So the candles of God are lit. The flame of God, the light of God is inside of me. And I will either, like the Blessed Mother, magnify, mm-hmm. radiate that light, that flame, or, as you pointed out, Eleanor, over the next 11 months, I will neglect it. Right. Right? This little light of mine, right? We think of it as a kid's song, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You learn it as a kid, right? If even we do that anymore, I'm not sure that... that Kids learn it as much as... as I don't know, they're, right. they're learning a lot of Taylor Swift songs. Whatever they're learning, yeah. yeah. But but this little light of mine, right? Yeah, it's a kid song, and then we think you grow out of it. Yeah. Right? That, that You sing that as a kid, but then you grow out of it, you move on to different, bigger songs, whatever. It's not just a little kid song, right? That song is core Catholic theology. Just because it's fun to sing doesn't make it any less sound theologically, right? Matthew 5, you are the light of the world, and you can't be the light of the world unless the flame burning inside you, right? Unless the flame is burning inside you. And and so what do you do with that truth from Matthew, right? Do you say, you know, oh, it's just a kid's song, or you say, no, right? If Jesus said that, he must have wanted me to take it seriously, mm-hmm. right? And if your life depended on a flame, right? Yeah. What would you, right? You're out in the middle of the cold, Frosty the Snowman. If that fire goes <laughs> out, you're, you're toast. Well, you're not toast. You're, you're less than toast, <laughs> you're right? Less than- right? If that fire goes out, you're done. You would do everything you could to keep that flame going. That's exactly right throughout the year. It's so true, isn't it? And it's it's just giving me a new understanding of Advent as a reminder that that flame is real and it really matters. Yeah, and it's that the, the incredible thing, Eleanor, is it's it's not just a reminder, it's a reality. Yeah. Right, right. That that it's not just symbolically this has to happen, and I have to remember that this happens in this time. It is it is God recognizing that after eleven months, right? We need to be recharged. Our flame needs to be rekindled, and we have to remember who rekindles our flame. That's exactly right. That's exact. It doesn't, and that's the other temptation is we think that it's our light that we're giving to God and we have to sustain it for him. Forget it. No, that's exactly right. If 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 it's not his flame, 
it's going to go out. You know, it reminds me of that parable of the 10 virgins, right? Yeah. You know, that, that some of them had the oil getting ready for the bridegroom and then had the other half of them said, oops, we didn't, he ran late. So they burned out of their supply. They didn't bring enough. So I don't know if that's a, not a That's a analogy, great analogy. You know, there's that flame again. And how are we keeping our stock full? You know that, what I mean? That's exactly right. How lovingly do we care for the flame that we need to sustain the relationship? This is a good time to take a break, I think. I hope so. Um, and so you're listening to The Family Show with Randy Lee and Eleanor today. <laughs> and Brenda in spirit. Missing Brenda. And we'll be back in just a minute. With the family show on Holy Family Radio, and Brandy's talking about. Um, we're talking about. Well, we're talking about <laughs> the Advent wreath. We were we were talking about Advent wreaths, right? And and I want to kind of shift focus a little bit right now because I was listening the other day to a talk by Father John Ricardo. Right, we've talked on the show about Father Ricardo before. Father Ricardo works with Acts Twenty Nine Ministries. If if you're up on your Bible, you're saying, "Whoa, wait a minute! The Book of Acts only has twenty eight chapters. What's Acts Twenty Nine? And the answer is, Acts 29 is you. You are Acts 29, right? You are what continues the story of the life of the church, right? So you got to write, write a good chapter. Yeah. That's, that's your job, right? So, so anyway, I'm listening to this talk, and Father Ricardo turns me on to something that we do during Advent Christmas season, right? He turns me on to this great Advent movie, right? We like to watch movies during we Christmas. Do. We yeah. do, right? So so he gives this great Advent movie, Hacksaw Ridge, right? Okay. Actually, Father Ricardo thought it was a Lenten film, right? But, but I think it fits for Advent as well. Although I admit the title, Hacksaw Ridge, doesn't suggest that it's an Advent movie, right? No. Title sounds like it's a horror film, right? right. And it's not. It's a war movie. Yeah. About World War II, right? Directed by Mel Gibson. Right, which again probably doesn't sound a whole lot like an Advent movie. Yeah. Until you remember that most great Christmas stories are war stories, right? Yeah. Think the movie Elf, right? Buddy the Elf goes behind enemy lines and fights to save his family and Christmas, right? Dickens, a Christmas carol. We talked about that earlier. What's a Christmas carol? Jacob Marley and three ghosts of Christmas go to war to save Scrooge's soul. Watched it last night. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening. They're fighting a war to save this guy's soul. Yeah. Right? Even the nativity story itself. Yes, Jesus comes as a baby and it's all, you know, snug and cute, right? Peaceful picture. But make no mistake. Why does Jesus come? Jesus comes to fight a war. Yeah. Right? Granted, he is a most unconventional warrior, which ultimately creates a lot of confusion, right? But Jesus comes to lead the forces of truth and light and love into battle against the forces of sin, darkness, and death, Mm -hmm. right? And everyone knows it's a fight to the finish, and there will be no ties, there will be no ceasefires, there will be no truces, right? right? So anyway, Hacksaw Ridge is a story of this guy, Desmond Doss, right? 
Desmond grows up, his mom is a very devout Seventh-day Adventist, and, and she grows up and she, she raises Ed, uh, um, Desmond in the church. He grows up to be a pacifist, right? When World War II breaks out, right, Desmond has multiple avenues to avoid military service, right? For one, he, he worked in the shipbuilding industry, and if you worked in the shipbuilding industry, you were offered an exemption so you could st- keep building ships, Right. Desmond doesn't take any of these exemptions, right? He goes into the army, and as soon as he gets into the army, it becomes clear, even to Desmond, that he does not fit in at all, right? <laughs> Pacifist army, not a good fit, right? No one can figure out why Desmond is even there, right? As a Seventh-day Adventist, he refuses to kill anyone, right? So that, that's a problem, right? But Desmond then takes it one step further. He refuses even to carry a gun, right? No one in the military can see, you know, how that is going to work out well. How is he going to do any good? That's that's what everybody is saying, right? Um, Nobody can see any use for him in combat, right? But, but, Desmond signs up to be a medic in the infantry. Mm-hmm. His fellow soldiers see him as crazy. They see him as a coward. He's he's useless. He's worthless, right? The army wants to get rid of him, but they can't seem to get rid of him. So Desmond is shipped off to the Pacific Theater in World War II, right? His company ends up at Okinawa. Yeah. Not a good place for a pacifist, right? His company is assigned to take this hill, mountain, ridge thing. Actually, it's a 400-foot cliff, right? And it's titled Hacksaw Ridge, right? Um, which is a an apt name, but capturing it is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. No sooner do they occupy the top of this ridge than the Japanese unleash every conceivable weapon, explosive means of attack on them. 70, right, great Advent movie. 75 no, like, guys are either killed or wounded almost instantly. Right. Everyone else just starts scaling back down the face of this 400-foot cliff. The only guy left at the top is Desmond yes. Daw, mm-hmm. right? He looks to be surrounded by the fires of hell. Everything is just going crazy. I remember this movie. I didn't yes. see it during Advent, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. right? I didn't see the movie. It's like you're the fires of hell. It is. Desmond is just hanging up there, totally engulfed in this, this flame and explosions everywhere, right? And Desmond just starts to pray, right? Not for purpose, but out of total confusion, right? Lord, why did you manifest me, mm-hmm. Right? Why did you manifest in me all these beliefs and drop me in the middle of a place where none of them can possibly make any sense, mm. right? Mm-hmm. He literally prays, Lord, what is it you want of me? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you, right? And then if you don't listen for it, if your TV volume isn't set just right, you'll miss this. Because it's very quiet and everything else is blowing up and the blowing up is really loud. But if you really listen to it, Desmond hears this cry, medic, help me. Mm-hmm. And we see Desmond put on his helmet and run into this wall of fire to see 
if he can find whoever it is who's calling out for help, right? For rescue, to be saved. Calling out in the name of the Lord, Jesus. God saves. Yeah. Because who else can pull anybody out of that mess, right? Mm. We live in the age of Desmond Doss, right? We feel like we're sitting alone on the top of this ridge and the world is blown apart and everyone just seems to want to break the world apart more. And right? there's, we think there's nothing that we can do. That's right. That's right. Right. What's one supposed, what's one person supposed right. to do? Mm-hmm. Right. About all this. Right. Lord, I don't understand. I can't hear you. I don't know what you want of me. Right. Father Clark in his homily last week said pretty much in a world like the one we're living in, someone is whispering into your life. Mm-hmm. You just need to listen for that whisper yes. and respond. Yeah. Right. Somebody is whispering to you. I need rescue. Right, right? So, so, so many people trapped in this fire, in this age, right? And, and funny, in, in the film and in real life, Desmond finds the guy, carries him out, lowers him down the cliff on a rope, and then he prays, Lord, let me save one more. Mm-hmm. And he goes back in, mm-hmm. right? To this day, Nobody knows how many times Desmond Doss went in and came out of essentially Armageddon. I mean, that's yes. what this is. He's going in and out and in and out. Our, our, people don't even know. They, don't, they lost track. But everyone agrees that in that day, Desmond Doss saved one at a time Yes, between 50 and 100 men. What a lesson for all of us, especially right now, like you said, in these in these times. To recognize that God has a plan for each one of us, each one of us, to do something, you know, to promote his kingdom, well, to help one another. Something. Don't. And, you know, I love when you say, and it's true, one at a time. We feel like, oh, we want to save the whole world. Forget it. Look for that one thing. That's exactly right. To save his kingdom one person at a time, right? You you hear Desmond saying, please let me save one more. Mm-hmm. Please let me save one more. Every time he comes out, right, lowers one down, he says, please let, don't let me save the kingdom. Let me save a million people. Let me save 50 to 100 guys. Let me save everybody's in it. doesn't say that. He says, Lord, just one more. Mm-hmm. It's such a profound redefinition. The, the starfish story. Right, little kid walking the beach, he's throwing a starfish back into the ocean, mm-hmm. right? And and the question that comes up is, can he save them all? Right? That's the question ultimately the kid gets asked when the guy is, says you, you can't save them all. That's what, yeah. what he's posing, right? How do you why do you think you can save all of these? Right. right. Of course, and as you pointed out, Eleanor, that's the wrong question. Yeah. Right? The right question is, please, Lord, just let me save one more. Yeah. Right? Lord, please let me be your light, your salt, your miracle to one person today, right now. Mm -hmm. Let me listen. Let me hear. Let me respond right now one more time. Mm -hmm. Right? What happens, Lord, after that one more time is your business. your business. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my business. Mm -mm. But right now, Lord, in this moment, let me save one. 
let me save one person in your name. You know, that reminds me a little bit of, um, you know, you'll hear people say, well, you know, look, if there's so many abortions, I we can't end it. Let's just forget it. You know, it's it's going to, states are going to change it and they're going to allow it and on and on. And I think about, you know, people spending time at an abortion clinic speaking to that one woman who comes in maybe and they say, can I speak to you? Lord, can I help one person? What would it mean? What would it mean to your life to hold the one baby you rescued? Mm-hmm. Right? You wouldn't say, wow, I wish there'd been, you know, yeah. you would say, oh my gosh, right. I saved, Lord, I participated in a miracle. And and it's funny you brought up the, the abortion example because you, you save one baby, you save two lives. That's right. You're, that mother then is saved. Exactly. Because she will hold her baby instead of living with the consequences of her action. I mean, that, such a huge victim, mm-hmm. such a huge victim. And, and I think we lose track of that. Lord, just let me save one, yes. one more right now. Well, let's keep those Advent wreaths going, right, everybody? Uh, and just say a little prayer. Keep saying. Say a little prayer. Let me hear the one who's calling right now, Lord. Well, we're out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for the family show. And we'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And keep us in your prayers. For Brendan Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of seasons. 